Here's the question of the day. What is the most annoying movie trailer you've ever seen? Because I think I've seen the I need to get out of a toxic relationship trailer so many times that it might be in my top five. Uh, nevertheless, we're going to be talking about Renfield before breaking down our top five Nick Cage movies, aside from Renfield. Ty, do you want to kick us off with what you've watched this week? Sure, Steve. What a great intro. I'm already giggling, just feeling good going into this Nick Cage pod. I hate to disappoint you here. It's been a quiet week, really busy with work, Uh, went to the lake house with my friends, didn't get a chance to watch any movies. I left early and... I think Saturday night they all stayed in and watched Divergent. So I think I might That's have. I think I might a good have done one to revisit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm glad. I think I dodged a bullet there. Nevertheless, I I did revisit Blade Runner 2049. I was with my cousin and he's deep into his Sigma arc. So we sat down for two and a half hours and watched one of the most beautiful movies ever made. Awesome. Great great revisit. Uh, I'd like to highlight that. I think this was my coming out party as a film nerd, seeing this in the movie theaters. So always will hold a special place in my heart, and I love revisiting it. Yeah. Uh, as you know, my long journey to liking Blade Runner 2049, it took me about eight or nine watches, but now I'm on the train. Welcome, um, welcome to the team. Yeah. Uh, so aside from obviously seeing Renfield this week, I did watch quite on which i talked about on last week's pod and it was a journey uh, <laughs> i i watched it with my mom i dragged her into this three hours long most of it is silent there was a letterbox review that had me rolling that was just quite entirety is an ominous sound and then like 20 minutes of silence and then like a screech and then 20 more minutes of silence it is it's a slow burn not much of it makes a ton of sense, but folktales are awesome, and I I still gave it like a three out of five. I thought it was fun. Your poor mother. Yeah, no, she's never going to watch a movie with me again. Uh, <laughs> Oops. Then I did also watch The Ring with Morgan. Uh, it was a dark and stormy night in Bloomington, and I couldn't convince her to watch Ringu, the original Japanese one, and... I didn't realize how truly lackluster the ring is in comparison to the original. I hadn't seen this since I was probably 11 or 12 years old. Yeah, it's it's a one and done for me. I, I refuse to revisit it for this exact same reason. It just, it's not as good as the original. So why bother? Right. Yeah. Uh, I also watched Halloween Kills, which is, as well, you know, one of my favorite Halloween movies and probably one of my worst takes, but... Damn, it's fun watching Michael just go to town, dude. I think I I need to revisit this one because I went in after 2018 expecting a, a similar movie to that one, and they flipped the script, did a total 180, I think, and it just wasn't what I was expecting. I think if I revisited it, I'd love it, um, especially after the, the blunder of ends. Yeah, I think a total 180 is from kills to ends. Yeah, This God. is like a 90 degree, maybe. It, right yeah ends makes me want to throw up sorry let's yeah so uh what do you got next for us so i also watched resident evil apocalypse i know i talked about watching the first resident evil movie last week i decided to give it another chance with the second one I actually liked it uh i thought it was really fun it didn't take itself as seriously as the first movie and i think that's where it really succeeds uh but unfortunately 
Netflix only has Resident Evil 1, 2, 4, 5, and 6. So I am not going to rent number 3. I don't know if it's worth the trouble of trying to find it somewhere online, but it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, like it's on AHA. (laughs) I've never heard of that. Never heard of it in my life. Interesting. They're they're just throwing new streaming platforms out there. The Resident Evil community is just pressed because they all have to hop on AHA. (laughs) but uh, I rounded out the week about two hours ago now with Pig and uh, I knew I had to watch this going into this Nick Cage pod because everybody always talks about how Pig is like the best Nick Cage movie ever I never really buy into the hype but it's going to come on my top five Nick Cage movies list so I'll save some discussion for that I don't want to put you totally on blast here but for everyone listening, we have a little, you know, note section for uh, our pod every single time. And there was a note on Pig in Steve's list saying, you know, it's in this spot on his list. In his talking points, he said, I haven't even seen this yet. I will I will see it before this pod and give it a ranking. So I, <laughs> I think it's pretty fucking awesome that it stuck the landing and will end up on your list. Yeah, I can't believe it lived up to my hype. Uh, so do you want to kick us off with your thoughts on Renfield then to kind of get this pod moving? Yeah, the real meat and, meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, you know, for one, I, I can't lie. As as someone not expecting Citizen Kane, I, I thought it was good. I I had a really good time. And that's probably because I wasn't expecting anything. I, I expected it to be bad. And I turned my brain off and, you know, kind of just laughed for 90 minutes. It's... Like I said, it's that perfect archetype of turn your brain off. It's not trying too hard, so don't try too hard yourself. Everything is intentionally over the top. Nothing's taken serious. Nick Holt is great. I know you're not a truther, but I think Aquafina was fine. Nick Cage mm-hmm. does his job as the over-the-top king. I, yeah. I got to tell you, I'd, I'd recommend this. Not for someone, you know, looking to drop $15 on opening weekend, but maybe a, you know, $5 Tuesday movie night or nice. catch us on Netflix or something. It's a good watch, but not worth price of admission currently. That's a fair take. Uh, I like the $5 Tuesday take. Unfortunately, though, I learned a sad, sad truth about Bloomington Marcus Theaters. $6. $6 Tuesday. Inflation got them. Fucking Disgusting. That's awful. <laughs> okay, before we go down the, your Renfield train, can we yeah. just talk about this? Every time I go to my Marcus Theater, it everyone's in on the joke now. I, I sit down the theater, the second Greg Marcus shows up, everyone just audibly is like, hey, Greg, <laughs> yeah, oh my God, the movie's going to start. Yeah. Cheesy commercial. No, uh, it's like that in Bloomington too. Morgan has agreed that we can name our first child either Greg or Marcus. Adorable. So. yeah he's so wholesome he is he is the one with his dad has been showing at mine recently oh my god it's so good it's so good in my renfield ticket on my blast ticket you can see um i took a picture in the theater of greg and his dad that's awesome yeah (laughs) but uh no so i think it's a five dollar tuesday movie what did you think about renfield I was really disappointed by it. I was expecting a movie that was completely terrible, 
and it was just slightly above it. I've been telling people that it is aggressively watchable and painfully mid. It is truly just slightly better than a so bad it's good movie and slightly worse than just a good on its own movie and that's i it really struggles in that purgatory oh, that, in my opinion that's such a good take i mean i i would definitely gun to my head say that it's so bad it's good but yeah. i could i can definitely listen to a case where it's just good enough where it's not bad enough it's just it, right it's a good way to put it i get it that's why i'm saying yeah. like it's just like you know, turn your brain off. I, I was expecting, a, you know, two and a half, three stars on this one, and that that's kind of what I was getting, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I, I did have a good theater experience, too. I think it's worth mentioning a lot of people were just dying laughing at the jokes, which did kind of, uh, it, it was good in some parts, but bad in others. I One of my biggest pet peeves is when people come to the theater and laugh at moments that are in the trailer. Like, Jesus Christ, dude, like... <laughs> I know you've seen this movie or this movie trailer as many times as I have. You cannot possibly think I need to get out of a toxic relationship is still funny. Like, shut up. <laughs> it's, it's funny, man. Like, yeah, people were, were rolling at some of the jokes, including me, but I caught a lot of people laughing at the over the top gore where, you know, people's arms yeah. are getting ripped off and used as yeah. like javelins, you know? Oh yeah. There was laughing at that as well. Yeah. Which I, I'm glad that they did the action that way. I Me too. A little way too gory, very cheap looking. It it was done so bad that it works, if that makes sense. That's fair. To me though, it did the violence in this movie kind of felt like a like a Walmart brand uh, Kingsman, the church scene. Yeah. I could see that. Like, I love I love that like cartoonish kind of violence that are really in all the Kingsman movies, and I just don't think that this had it quite as well. But it was going for the same thing, and it kind of tainted my watch. I think my favorite action sequence in this—it's a toss-up. It's—I thought I was gonna say the apartment complex, but I really enjoyed it when Dracula like chest slams Nick Holt. And he's like freeze frame, like sliding away from the camera as yeah. uh, he's mowing down the entire therapy group. No, that's awesome. I got a good laugh out of that because it was the same shot of Nick Holt. Like I felt like he was never moving in any of the like, yeah. cuts yeah. back to him. Good stuff. No, that was a, that was a really funny moment. And there are some true funny moments throughout this. Um, I will say though, why... You said Aquafina does her job. I don't get why she keeps getting work. There are so many other actresses who I think do this role a lot better. I have a great answer to your question. Yeah. America likes Aquafina right now, so studios think that Aquafina needs to play funny Asian character in every popular American movie right now. God. So, to your point, total total cheap cheap cop out it's kind of like the pedro pascal thing in mm-hmm. the last of us just like yeah this is who's hot right now we're, we're throwing you in the movie yeah but i guess i i like aquafina i'm a sucker so that's where we differ i couldn't help but roll my eyes i think it took a full like one out of the 10 rating points off of my rating when she was walking down the hallway 
away from her sister. She like kept turning back. I was like, Jesus Christ, this feels improv. It feels Aquafina, and I hate it so much. All right, I'll give you that one. I I, mean, I got a good chuckle out of it, but only because it was so dumb. I, <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny. Like all of my favorite elements of this movie are like, yeah, it was dumb. That's why I liked it. Yeah, fair enough. I also had some trouble liking Nick Holt's character in this, and this is complete personal bias. I can't unsee his menu role right now. It's still too fresh in my mind. Oh, wow, dude. That's that's a good take. Do you think he's going to be just, not typecast, but screwed over by being the asshole of the year in I don't 2022? Know. I like that I don't take. know. I think it, I think it hurts... If this comes out maybe a year from now, then probably not. But right now, all I could see was, damn, this is the guy who really screwed over Anya Taylor-Joy, you know? Oh, that's a good take. <laughs> Disgusting act. Yeah, worse, truly. Worse than Justin Long in Barbarian. Arguably, yeah. It's, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's close, dude. It's close. But... Well, before- in the end, sorry, real quick, let me cap off my Renfield talk and then we can jump into the top five Nick Cage because the only thing I really liked about Renfield and what sold it for me and is the reason why I gave this a positive rating is that Cage is the selling point and he just lights it up, I think. Completely agree. And that's what I was actually going to ask you about is, I mean, you don't go to see Renfield unless Nick Cage is Count Dracula. So Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. You go in expecting an over the top Nick Cage 155% performance and he delivers as yeah. as per usual. Agreed. Yeah. And All right then. Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, um do you want to start kicking this off with your list? So Ty and I both created our lists of top 5 Nick Cage movies ahead of this pod. Originally, I said, if we agree, then we can just do this as a consensus top five. We had zero movies in the same spot. Um, some things changed when I saw Pig, but otherwise, this is these are very different lists. So I'm really excited to hear Ty's reasoning behind some of his picks. I think it's so fitting that we have completely different lists because it, it's a true testament to who Nick Cage is. Everyone has mm-hmm. different reasons to like his movies. And I think for me personally, and you'll get, you'll understand this as you hear my explanations for all the movies, but Nick Cage is a vibe check guy for me. I just, I don't know why I like his movies. I don't know why I like Nick Cage. I'm not sure if he's a good actor or not, but I just, I I feel a certain way when I watch these movies. I have no interest in revisiting them most of the time. I just like, I just remember like, oh yeah, I really like that one. I really like yeah. the Nick Cage performance. So building this list, it was all about vibes, all about good memories, not really revisiting or analyzing anything. It was all just from the heart. And I think that's what Nick Cage embodies. Yeah, that's a fair Cage assessment. Um, do you want to start us off or should I tell my honorable mentions real quick? Please rip off your honorable mentions. I think these are perfect segues into what I'm talking about. And then we'll jump into my five. Yeah, uh, this is my... So my first honorable mention is G-Force. <laughs> Which sounds stupid to say, but it is truly a amazing movie, I think. Vibes. Um, vibes. 
I did not know that Nick Cage was cast in this. This was my only birthday party at a movie theater, though, and that holds a special place in my heart. I remember AJ got me Pokemon cards. I was very upset. It's honestly an all-time classic. I feel like everybody that I know can tell me where they were when they first saw this movie and how it changed them as a person, and I don't know anybody who doesn't love it. Again, just a great take. You know, it's nothing about Nick Cage's performance. It's, it's barely anything about G-Force. It's more so, I had a really good time at my birthday watching this. This is why <laughs> I like it. And I think that's how Fair I enough. feel about most of my Nick Cage takes. Um, yeah. I see that you have one more, though, and I think this is a, a fair honorable mention. Um, yeah, this is a real or honorable mention. It's, it's the unbearable weight of massive talent. It's a really mid-movie, um, but Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage are just lights out in it, and it worships the man himself. This, is, this movie is a shrine to Nick Cage. Morgan keeps asking me to watch this with her because she loves Pedro Pascal. Oh. I keep telling her that she needs to watch at least five Nick Cage movies before she can watch this and truly appreciate what's going on here. So as someone that hasn't seen this movie, and I'm so upset I didn't, this was one I wanted to see in theaters and just kind of forgot about it, flew under the radar. As someone that appreciates Nick Cage, is it an easy movie to like? I know you said it's mid, but you seem to have some special place in your heart for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm never going to watch it again, but okay. Nick Cage thoroughly discusses his love for both The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and Paddington 2, and that's enough to give it like a 2 or a 3 out of 5. Okay, good to know. I, I This one's on my docket. I, I'd love to talk about this. Uh, maybe next time you ask me uh, what I've watched in a week, I'll have it ready yeah. to go. But with that in mind, um, this was originally an honorable mention for me, but I had a... Uh, a change of heart, I scrapped my honorable mention and just kept it to five. And that's because I really wanted to talk about Into the Spider-Verse. I think this is the only analysis-driven <laughs> Nick Cage take I have. Um, obviously, he's just a side character in this movie, but, and for people that don't know, he's Spidey Noir, you know, the, mm-hmm. the black and white Spider-Man character in this movie. I... Yep thought all of his jokes landed i always revisit spider-man noir scenes from this movie and wow. this is one again just like a special memory i didn't know any of the casting for like voice actors for this movie about 20 minutes in or whenever the the other spider-man show up i remember within 10 seconds i'm like holy shit that's nick cage as black and white <laughs> spider-man what the fuck are we doing here and he was, yeah. he was awesome, man. The little Rubik's Cube joke. I, That's how I was the first time Mahershala Ali talked. And, frankly, Shamik Moore as um, Miles as well. He's from Incredible Crew, yeah. if you've ever seen that show from way back when. Uh-uh, no. But I, I know what you mean about uh, Ali, dude. That, that, again, a lot, lot of cool lot of cool stuff. What was it? John Mulaney as the pig? Spider-Man? Spider-Pig? Yep. Spider-Ham. Yeah, just, just a couple good ones, but... I felt that Nick Cage was a scene stealer and it was a disservice to not put a movie as good as Into the Spider-Verse and just not put it on this list. So that's rolling at the five spot. The rest are Nick Cage in a lead role movies. And this one's, I want to say, late 90s, John Woo directed Face Off. Is this a good movie? I'm not sure. No. 
I'm not, not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really sure. But is it bonkers? Totally. It's a perfect Nick Cage movie. For those that don't know, and again, I might get the the plot synopsis wrong for this because I saw it way too long ago. But the premise is John Travolta is like a CIA FBI kind of character, and he's after <laughs> terrorist Nick Cage. Oh boy. <laughs> number one terrorist in the world <laughs> nick cage and nick cage gets um captured and they have him locked up and there's this procedure that john travolta's character can do to infiltrate nick cage's terrorist organization they can <laughs> he can take the face of nick cage put it on himself and become nick cage hit, like that character and infiltrate this this terrorist group yeah. Which he does, and he becomes Nick Cage. So now Nick Cage is acting like John Travolta's character. <laughs> now Nick Cage, who has his face ripped off, ends up kidnapping the doctor that does, did the procedure and takes John Travolta's old face. So now they've swapped places. John Travolta is <laughs> acting like Nick Cage. Nick Cage is acting like John Travolta, and they're fighting to get back into their lives. Dude, this movie is just fucking weird. But that's yeah, why no, it's a it's an eighties one line of coke is not enough type <laughs> write it in one night movie, you know? I I love it. I love it, man. And if for all of those action movies Nick Cage did in the nineties, I think this is the one I would probably try and revisit the most, except for my number one. But that's for a different reason. Yeah, I was surprised with your list. I was surprised that Conair was not on this list. It was five, and I mm. bumped it for Spider-Verse. Fair enough. Yep. Again, another fun one, but I think I'd rather watch Face Off. Gun to my yeah. head. Moving on, I think everyone would expect this to be on, be on a Nick Cage list. That's National Treasure. Now, I would say that this is easily a top three movie from my childhood. I can mm-hmm. also confidently say... I will never revi- never revisit it until I have kids of my own in, fe- no way. in fear that I will not love it as much. And I just cannot afford heartbreak like that. I This movie holds such a special place in my heart. If I go back and revisit it and it's not good, I think it's one of those where I would laugh it off with the boys, go to bed, and just cry about it. I think it would kill me. <laughs> Can you, I don't know... Give me some comfort if you revisited it and tell me that it's okay, please. Yeah, yeah. And I did want to talk about this briefly because it is also number three on my list. And it's shocking to me that it's not higher because it feels like it should be. Um, Exactly like you said, this is a childhood classic, but I was always more of a Riley guy. You know? Okay, you know what? As a kid, yeah, I I get it. I get it. Yeah, uh, it's probably been two three years since i've watched this now but it holds up relatively well i i'm pretty sure i'd started my like film education before revisiting this movie and it holds up so okay good like even like dude i'm telling you i haven't seen this movie since i was 12 and that and i'm telling you i can remember vividly some of like the notable action sequences when he's holding the the declaration of independence that's encased in bulletproof and he like blocks the bullets or Mm -hmm. like the boat at the beginning when it's about to blow up and they got to climb through the you know the little uh, escape hatch or um the 
they're running through where are they god damn it where it's like they're by the bell bell tower and they're yeah. running and the declaration falls into the street and it's like the the dramatic <laughs> doom, doom, yeah doom, doom. yeah i i love this movie it for as it's been so long and i still remember all the iconic scenes it it's a special movie yeah i mean i had this poster on my wall for probably a good 10 years since i saw it until i was like all right fine it's time to take this down did you watch uncharted when it came out i refuse because i've played the games i love them and i thought it was disgusting that they did the whole tom cruise mark Wahlberg playing tom Holland, or sorry Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, not Tom Cruise. Um, yeah. But playing themselves, basically, and not Nathan Drake and Sully. It was just kind of gross. This is, it's it's just, it really wanted to be National Treasure to me, and it didn't have any of that, like, beautiful nonsense that is in really every Nick Cage movie, and that's, I think, why it failed for me. Uncharted, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I probably won't watch it. It's... That's gross. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. We don't need to go down. Fair enough. So I've reached my t- I've reached my three, four, and five. I can keep rolling if you want. If you want the floor, I'll switch it up. Whatever you want. Yeah, I'll do my uh, three, four, five real quick, and then you can take it away for your top two before mine. My number five is the best Nick Cage vampire movie, and it is not Renfield. It is Vampire's Kiss. Mm. This is arguably more sigma than american psycho it is scarily realistic i see you just dying laughing over there <laughs> i think you I took drink, a drink I was, or I was something. drinking water you totally screwed yeah. over that's awesome that's a good take um it it really is like scarily realistic i feel like if there was just like a random dude in a in a full-on brooks brothers suit with fake plastic vampire teeth in running down the streets of new york saying i'm a vampire i'm a vampire nobody would like care at all uh (laughs) right like if somebody runs up to you in the middle of chicago and is like i've i'm a vampire and i've killed three people what are you gonna do you're just gonna walk away and be like dang just another weirdo right you know what's so funny about this movie is i'm guessing most people haven't seen it and but they could tell you with confidence that they've seen that meme where he's got the Nick Cage like, like eyes eyes wide open meme. Yeah, the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a classic over the top performance from Nick Cage. It's oh yeah. It it's an iconic meme performance, if you will. It is. He's got this weird weird accent going on through the whole thing. You also you did say the the meme face, but the more memorable meme for me in this movie is the alphabet scene, which is played at the beginning of Chris Stuckman's Hilariosity series every time. <laughs> and it is fully just Nick Cage saying that he's never misfiled anything and spiritedly yelling the alphabet at his therapist. It is one of the funniest scenes I've ever I've ever watched. I've never misfiled one thing. Not once. Not one time. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. (laughs) (laughs) It's unreal. I can't believe that they let him get away with this. Uh, (laughs) Great, great pick for number five spot. This is an awesome one to revisit. Yeah. And number four, then, is a more recent watch for me. I didn't see this, actually, until 
this year uh on the night i was moving to college i started watching it with my parents because they said i could i could pick the movie for the night it is not a watch with your parents movie uh i've i've pretty complicated thoughts on this one though it's mandy uh the shutter original this easily could have been swapped with color out of space um they are both very much style over substance movies and they're both shutter originals uh both have in incredibly crazy nick cage performances but the one that the that uh gave this one the edge for me is just the amount of nick cage badassery so in another world i think nick cage could be john wick after seeing this movie given the stakes are higher there's demon bikers in this and um <laughs> you are you are hurting somebody's feelings right now there's one john wick truther that's just gnawing at the bit to tell you this is this is bad he okay you gotta watch this movie man i i want to i no, i want to so bad is it up my alley is this a steve movie or would i actually like it the first half of this is a steve movie the second half is something you would really enjoy i think like there's just a lot of there's cults in this there is like i said a demon biker gang that cage has to take down and i mean it's all just under the guise of this like hippie cult leader killed cage's wife while he was tied up and had to watch her burn alive and then he goes on this rampage I will say, for those expecting a full-on action movie, that killing does not happen until about halfway through the movie, and until then, it is very, very slow. Sounds like Backrooms, John Wick, to me. Kind of, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay. It is it is pretty deep-fried at some points. Cool. But, um, yeah, then my number three, like I already said, is National Treasure. So, if you want to take it away with your top two, go ahead. Sure. So... Again, to preface, my favorite Nick Cage movies are all based on vibes and memories and good times. That's no different with my number two spot, and that's Family Man. And I don't expect this to be on a lot of Nick Cage top five lists, but it holds a special place in my heart because this was a, I want to say like a five, six year ago Patterson Christmas movie night. We watched (laughs) Family Man. Uh, Don Cheadle's in it. He basically plays God. <laughs> and, um, oh, and he shows Nick Cage um, what his life would have been like if he wasn't, you know, an uber successful salesman. If he had mm. gotten or if he had stopped his girlfriend from getting on the plane and decided to have a family with her and what that would have looked like. And it shows him slowly unravel and realize the importance of family and love and how much more fulfilling his life would be even if he had less money it's a good but very simple message one that so like a a less interesting version of click a hundred percent a hundred percent but there is um an um, a tear-jerking scene very similar to the um the scene at the end where adam sandler's dying in the rain yeah. yeah a very emotional moment like that towards the end of family man i think that's why it's it's stuck with me all these years and why it's in my number two spot fair enough but at my number one spot is just one of my favorite action movies of all time it's one that i feel no one ever talks about 
but it's, it's just one that I unfortunately have never seen. Oh, oh, you know what? Please stay away from this. I think you're going to tell me you don't like it, and that would hurt my feelings a lot. Fair but enough. this is a sorry, I haven't even said the name. The Rock. My number one Nick Cage movie is The Rock, with Sean Connery and Nick Cage as the leads. Um, this movie's just metal, bro. Like. <laughs> you you open the movie and Sean Connery's in a, like a high speed chase. He's got like fucking hair down to his hips. He's yeah. like a disheveled former CIA agent with a bunch of secrets, and they need him to come in and get them into Alcatraz because it's been overtaken by rogue military members. And I I want to <laughs> say that group of rogue soldiers is led by Ed Harris. And, no way. Yeah, dude, this cast is awesome. The guy that's uh, that plays Kyle Reese in Terminator is in it. Mm-hmm. I, I can never. I think Michael Bean is his name. He's in like every oh, '80s yeah. action movie. I love him. But Nick Cage, he's not a soldier, but they're bringing him with. It's kind of like the Armageddon thing, where he's like a super awesome scientist that can disable these nuclear bombs that they're gonna launch. <laughs> so it's Mega Chad, Sean Connery, soldier, and goober scientist nick cage together trying to not only disarm these bombs but get off the island in time it's just a great it's a great time it's it's one of my favorites it was one of my favorites growing up as a kid nothing's changed if you like sean connery if you like nick cage if you like action if you're an ed harris truther like there's just so much to love with this movie yeah that's that's incredible um all right. Are you done? Have you said your piece then? Yeah. Pl- you know what? I, I've talked myself out of it. Please, please check this one out. I really hope you like it. it All right. It's a lot of fun. You know, maybe I will. Should I check out Armageddon on my way? Because I've also never seen that one. You would hate Armageddon. Stay away. Okay. You would hate it. Got it. it. You'd hate it. Got it. All right, then. I am going to throw you for a loop here because my number two is adaptation. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, I didn't no. even update the list for this. Oh my god, um, Kaufman's gonna kill you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am. For those of you who don't know, one of the biggest Charlie Kaufman fans on the planet. Dude, this is breaking um, my heart. I can't believe it. This is. <laughs> it's hard not to have this at number one, but it is truly a beautiful movie nonetheless at number two um nick cage plays two people charlie kaufman and his brother who i believe is completely fictional i do not think charlie kaufman has a has a brother in real life um and he plays those two people much better than adam sandler does in jack and jill he plays them both very well uh (laughs) but it is a truly it's it's a nice and introspective look at the writing process and it's something that I looked at even when I was just in my screenwriting class and trying to adapt a urban legend into a script it's it's all about what makes something your own and there's there's a lot of pretty beautiful messages I think this is this is probably top 15 movie all time for me it's not my favorite Kaufman, though. That still is going to always be Eternal Sunshine. Or if we're talking directing, it's always going to be I'm Thinking of Ending Things. That's a good but, one. That's a really good yeah, movie. Yeah. 
but uh, this is also probably a top 10 performance for me of all time. I think Cage really outdoes himself in this. Wow, dude. Top 10 all time from the overactor himself. It's it's kind of absurd because he is aside he's he's um right next to Meryl Streep in this movie and he outacts her at every every turn. Dude, I I love that that's your analysis and that is really impressive, but I think we're both going to agree that Meryl Streep's kind of overrated. Just a bit. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. We'll leave it good. at that. We'll she's leave it good. at that. We'll leave it at that. At the very least, she is a very good actress. Agreed. Agreed. Um But yeah, that's 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 really my adaptation take. Uh I love this movie so much. It is truly wonderful and I recommend it to everybody because if you're a writer or not a writer, I think you'll find it very funny. And yeah, it's 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 very very interesting watch. But my number 1 is Pig. Recency bias is a scary scary thing. It's not recency bias, man. Um <laughs> So why this do you, is, go ahead. This is amazing all around. Uh I I wrote a quick little letterbox review for this and I sent it your way before we started potting. But I mean you can you can go on and on about how beautiful this movie is and how Nick Cage has a perfect performance in it and how Alex Wolf also has an incredible performance and every second of this is shot like just I don't know. There's there's no other way than word than perfect for this uh for the way this movie's shot. But you go. So Steve, it seems like you're you're having a tough time describing it, and I think that's a perfect embodiment of your review your review that you sent me. So I'm going to read yeah. it out. All right. <clears throat> For the record, Steve gave us a five-star and loved it. It's not often that I'm left really without any words after I finish a movie. Usually I rush to the phone and text some of my friends to either make fun of or praise what I just saw. I can attest this is a very true thing that Steve does. As the credits rolled at the end of Pig... I was left staring at my reflection in the TV and felt like I couldn't move. The message at the heart of Pig isn't anything completely groundbreaking, but it's one that I needed to hear today. The movie is gorgeous from start to finish, and Cage's performance is perfect, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes a piece of art truly speaks to you, and Pig did that for me today. Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's about it. I put it well. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You really know how to write, guy. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, this is a movie that makes me want to write, um, because it, it truly is all about finding personal meaning in a world that is inherently meaningless. And I don't think any of it works without a completely perfect performance from Cage. And that's what he gives in this. And I think this proves to me that he actually still has it. He's not washed at all. He, he can be at the height of his game when he wants to. So this is the second time now that you've said Cage has delivered an awesome performance. And yeah. I don't want to steal your thunder. This is a question that you posed. So I'll let you take away take it away on here. Yeah. So we wanted to end off this pod by asking the question of community fame. For those of you who love that show. Is Nick Cage a good actor? This is the question that broke Abed 
and I want Ty's answer first. This is really easy for me. It's the answer is yes, but I don't think he has interest in turning it on. And it's hard for me to answer it differently because I haven't seen Pig. I haven't seen Mandy. I haven't even seen Adaptation. So I haven't seen him turn it on in a while. But I would say Nick Cage to me, from the movies I've seen him in, he is like Tom Cruise, but if Tom Cruise did a FNAF series instead of Mission Impossible. (laughs) Nick Cage has no interest in making big blockbuster, you know, saving Hollywood movies. He just wants to have a good time. He knows yeah. he knows what he wants. He wants to put a smile on his face and do what he loves and just keeps it rolling. And I have no mm-hmm. issues with that. I think deep down he's got some chops, but I don't think unless the script is right, he has any interest in in turning it on. That's fair. Steve, that's fair. What do it's, you think? It's a, I have a very similar answer. And that is, it, it, overall, yes, I think he is a good actor. But I think he really is only when he wants to be. It's it, You can tell it's very easy for him to get carried away with what he's doing. And if he doesn't have a really good director at the helm of his film, I think that he defaults to some shenanigans to kind of lighten the mood and stuff. But... After watching Pig today, I will give a resounding yes that he is a good actor. Dude, I this is so funny. We just wrapped up a Nick Cage pod, and I have more Nick Cage movies on my docket than I did before the pod. It's fantastic. Yeah. You gotta you gotta watch Pig. And you need to watch The Rock. And I didn't want to get I didn't I wanted to confirm before I said anything. Mm-hmm. Brace yourself. Do you want to guess who the director of this movie is? Of the Rock, uh huh. Isn't it Bay? Yeah. It, God help me. It's Michael Bay. God help me. And it's a total Michael Bay movie. But I will say, from what I remember, I think a lot of people do consider this his best movie. Great. <laughs> Come on. It's got to be like I think a six out of ten for the Transformers. The first Transformers movie is probably his best that I've seen. Dude, what are you talking about? Ambulance is the best movie I've seen oh, in the last twenty years. Shut up! Shut up! God, <laughs> they just don't make them like they used to. Oh. It's it's literally speed, bro. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Nick Cage is obviously a very interesting actor. I think he is one of the few remaining stars that really draw people to theaters. I can't really think of anybody who has that star power besides him and maybe Cruz. Um, My girlfriend saw that he was Dracula in Renfield and immediately said that we had to go see it. And I think that's a testament to that, that feeling. And despite a lot of movies being awful because of him, uh, he is always a fun time, no matter what. This was a really fun pod to make, at least for me, because Cage is just really fun to examine and kind of break down, see what makes him tick, and we'll catch you guys next time on the next Blast podcast. I had a great time. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Everyone, make sure to check out at least one Nick Cage movie. He deserves it. Awesome. See you. Bye now.